a lot of self coaching depends on the self leadership skills right uh, i don't think they're separate i think that they are uh, dependent on each other the better a better self leader i am a better self coach i become in a way because uh, you know to just to put what smita said in nutshell what came up to me was your self regulation and your self motivation becomes very important aspects in self coaching Hello everyone. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you're joining in from. I'm Kiva and welcome uh, to our webinar this uh, today on self-coaching and sustainability. So, hope you're all doing well. Uh, before I introduce our guests today, would be great if we can see who all are joining in. Uh please use the chat box to share with us uh, who you are where you're joining in from good afternoon as people are sharing i'd also like to introduce our team member merin who's with us uh, as a chat box moderator hello merin would be nice if you could say hello to everyone Hello, Joseph. Hello, Manon. And that's Merin for you all. Hi from our guest today, Vinita. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Cynthia. Good to see, good to see participants from so many different places. Hello, Nagesh. All right, I think as everyone is joining in uh i'd like to start off by saying that i'm really excited for the for the conversation today with our guests vinita and smita uh i've been really lucky i've had the chance to work with both uh on on a project together and uh, with smita closely in kocharya so uh, lovely to have you here and thank you so much for joining in. Uh, Vinita is, is the founder and CEO of uh, Blue Purple Consulting. Uh, she's it's focused on coaching and OD consulting and agile transformation. Uh, both Vinita and Smita are PCC coaches and uh, Vinita also is a certified agile, uh, has a certification on uh, coaching agile teams and enterprise transformation, uh, doing a number of different exciting projects uh, with mentoring startups and also uh, goals related to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, Smita is, as I think many of you know, she's here from Kocharya. Uh, Smita wears multiple hats in Kocharya. <laughs> she's the director of client services and a facilitator at Kocharya, and she's also a PCC coach. So welcome, Smita. Welcome, Vinita. Um, lovely to have you have you both here today. So. So our conversation today is on uh, sustainability and it's on self-coaching and sustainability. So I think throughout the month, uh, we've been exploring what sustainability is and what sustainability means to different facilitators. And I think I've been really, really curious to know a little bit about self-coaching and how that fits into the sustainability space. You know, given that Whenever we think of times, you know, these days, everybody says, I'm so stressed, I'm so tired, I'm stretched, I have so much going on. You know, everybody has so much going on and people are aware of the challenges that they are facing. But, you know, I think most of us are struggling to understand how to cope with that kind of stress or how to build a sustainable life for ourselves, uh, given so much, so much is happening around us. So I want to actually open it up uh, and, and maybe hear from you, uh, Benita, um, 
first on what 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 do you think these challenges are what do you think comes in the way uh, of us being able to cope with these kind of challenges okay um, so being a coach uh, kiva it is it is always very uh, exciting to see sometimes uh, that there are challenges uh, which uh, we can deal with i know it's it's not something which is very normal what we say right but um, i think a lot about these challenges have come to the surface post the pandemic uh, more evidently and the struggles have been quite different from what it has been right much before but like someone was telling the other day coaching is not about um, about doing something after something has happened but it is more of a precautionary nature right and in that is where comes the self coaching when i am when i am really aware of my uh, the way i am moving the way i am thinking the way i am doing uh, the way i am being right all of that how is that i am able to catch it uh, uh, with a net and then and then just see in that net what what exactly is going on with me right and how is that i can probably take one step forward yeah and the question you asked i think who doesn't have challenges all of us have right it becomes either a, a either a magnified way of looking at it or maybe look at it in a very um, very progressive way or very growth oriented way and just look at it and say hey okay uh, this is happening is it an opportunity for me and where does my opportunity lie in moving forward because we anyway have to right uh, so that's when probably uh, somewhere we probably think that okay i i can just park myself here just roll on it and then see how i am just stuck with it right so we do a lot of negative talk to ourselves at that point in time uh, what self coaching would do is remove the what if and say okay this is what is happening and i would like to address it and what can i do about it right so so that that's what i think as you spoke about it that's what came up to me hearing what can i do about it you know is something i'm thinking about yeah smita what what do you think like what are what are challenges you think we're facing what, what do you think comes in the way of us really being able to cope uh, you know with with these challenges thank you kiva for that question hi everybody it's wonderful to be in this uh, space and you know wonderful to have you all uh, today this, uh, for this webinar um okay so you know let me let me start by sharing a very recent uh, you know example uh, and um, this weekend uh, me and my husband witnessed our 12 year old uh, playing a cricket match and when we arrived at the ground um my son was uh, you know a bit stunned to see that the opponent is actually under 16 okay so they are under 12 and the, and the match that they had to play was with under 16 so these tall big guys are coming in and these little children to under 12 are watching them coming we could see that you know something was um, that fear was coming up that anxiety was coming up in them just by seeing that they are under 16 and big guys now my question to my son there was like what would you do right like now, now that you're feeling like that what would you do and he said i mean i have no choice i have to, i'll just go and play so the point here i'm trying to make is um sometimes when we are uh, you know with various hats that we wear and with the various roles that we have to do and we are in, we are anxious we are stressed in that moment trusting becomes very difficult trusting yourself knowing you know they are practicing cricket for a long time so just trusting to say that i know the skill i know how to play trusting the coach who selected uh, you know out of the 20 30 uh, players in the club these 11 players were selected to play with under 16 of course they would have seen something uh, in them right so i think when when we are quite stressed trust is something which you know drops in very easily and then how vinita was saying right like that self doubt the the self negative talk that we do i think 
all of us are uh, just wanting to be perfectionist in some ways, right? Um, if we on the, like, you know, uh, if we can see ourselves more as work in progress and be open to learning and growing, I think that ways we can definitely help our own selves with the, with the stress and anxiety that it's very human that comes. Something very interesting that you shared was uh, trust and how like trust kind of comes in the way. Uh, you know, so one is, of course, the challenge, but one is trusting yourself to be able to overcome that challenge. You know, Vinita, any thoughts on that? What, what's coming up for you when, when you hear that? You know, Smita, uh, when you were talking about trust, uh, as coaches, we always talk about building trust with our clients, right? Building trust with our coaches, with our organizers, who are we are working with. And I just put the mirror uh, towards me and I was thinking, how much of a trust am I having for myself, on myself, to myself, what I'm doing, right? Anything of that sort. So, and, and when you say uh, self-doubt, many, many names are there for that, right? Can I do it? Can I not do it? Imposter syndrome. So many things are there which we define. But I, I think everything is rooted probably on that a little thing called trust. Uh, but it's not so little either right it's, it's 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 something which is the foundation of every relationship we call out but the relationship within with your own self is also built on trust and and i i, I think the moment it starts eroding probably sometimes that's when we really need to get back to our coaching hats and say how do i just build it back for myself that's what came up to me as Smita was talking about it. Yeah. Relationship with self. So I think we're going to explore that, explore that as we move further. And I'd also like to invite all our participants, you know, to use the chat box to maybe share with us certain challenges that, that you, you've seen yourself uh, face and maybe share what are certain things that you have experienced that come in the way of you being able to actually overcome that challenge for you. So... So as people are sharing uh, what's showing up for them, uh, let's 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 discuss a little about what you just shared right now, Vinita, on uh, a relationship with yourself. So so coming back to our topic today on self coaching. So so how how can we connect the two? Like how do you see see that play out uh, in helping an individual to move towards sustainability? How do you see that play out? So uh, the moment this topic was brought in, right? I, 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 sustainability has different dimensions. We, we know that uh, some call three pillars, some call four pillars, right? And let's pick up the four pillars. I think uh, it is, it's, I mean, a very largely, if you talk about it, it is a human element, the sustainability of the human capital in this world. It is also about um, uh, economical sustainability, social sustainability and environmental sustainability. Now it is, these four pillars have, again, different dimensions we are talking about. Now, self-coaching is very inward and your sustainability element can be defined the way we want to define for ourselves, right? How we look at it. So self-coaching is, what is actually self-coaching? It is, you know, I would like to just, just hear from the participants, what, what is actually self-coaching for you, right? And, and we all can define it in different ways for ourselves. But mostly, uh, at least for me, it, it is more like what can push me further into the life? What can push me, uh, what can give me momentum towards um, having fun in life? How do I enjoy myself in a way that I can do it every other day, be joyful, right? So whatever gives me that space is something which I would like to sustain. That, that's the way I think about sustainability, but for all of us, there are different elements in that. Um, and self-coaching and sustainability, how can you bridge it? It's, it's very given, right? Unless I talk to myself, unless I'm aware of myself, unless I know what is activating certain events for me, I wouldn't be able to pick those elements of what can push me forward. 
what can take me forward what are some of the roadblocks we like we spoke about in the in the in the beginning of the conversation so and be very comfortable of being very uncomfortable right how can you bring in that comfort within you when it's scary it may not be easy for us to call out what is imperfection what is what is bothering us what is challenging for us how how much of an improvement we can have in our own selves uh, but it can be very very detrimental for us to run away from all of this without addressing those and leading to a non sustainable mm -hmm. way of living Now, what's 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 coming to you as we hear this? Sure, you know, Jen uh, in the chat box, she she wrote uh, vulnerability, and then I see self awareness, greater awareness. Right, Amit has written greater awareness. Um, so while I was prepping uh, up for this webinar, I was just checking in my with myself to see what am I feeling right now. Okay, and the answer was I'm feeling nervous. So I want to check with all of you present here, if you can, in the chat box, just share when you feel nervous, what do you do? Just pause for a second to see what responses come in the chat box. When you feel nervous, what do you do? Okay, breathe. Breath. Oh. <laughs> Be very interested to know what does that breath do to you? Yeah, clap hands. Deep breathing. Think positive. Redirect now this energy. Beautiful. Be grounded. Thank you so much for all the, you know, sharing here in the box chat box. Visualize something joyful. Wonderful. So that is exactly, you know, Kiva, to your question about what's the connection between self-coaching and sustainability. There is, there has to be an awareness, right? I need to myself, need to know about myself as to what am I going through right now. After having known that, what am I doing to develop myself? Right now, when I share with all of you that I am feeling nervous, I'm actually looking for an extended support from all of you here. That is my way to develop myself and to be sustainable. Right? All the feelings that we go through are human. So, so that's how I would like to say that, you know, to, to know about yourself, and to put and take support and, and to take action. Sustainability means you need to take some action. Awareness won't alone help you in sustainability. Wonderful, Smita. And yeah, I think we're all sailing the same boat and we are all with you <laughs> in this a little nervous and still accepting and exploring. And it was really interesting uh, for me to see, like on the chat box, a lot of people had written, you know, breathe, deep breathing, breathing, you know, as, as, as a me mechanism uh, or a system that people have developed for themselves. So what I'm wondering is, I heard you speak about self-awareness, you know, Smita, and becoming aware of what you're experiencing. So my question is that at times, uh, and I've also experienced this, so I've, ex I've seen it play out around me, when people are experiencing any kind of stress or anxiety or worry, I think at times it's it, it could also be something which is completely out of their awareness, you know, that something is actually going on. You know, it's like you're just in that mode of, you know, functioning uh, day to day, you know, completing your tasks. So, you know, you're in just that flow without having hit the brakes to even have this realization. 
you know, so how do you think, like, what's the role that you think self-coaching plays in getting that process started firstly, and then also helping in building that mechanism, like a lot of people said, breathing or listening to music, like, how do you first recognize to get to a place where you know that the system works for you? So, um, you know, I think I can share about my own self. It's like once I, if there is some discomfort, right? Like if that's the trigger. So right now with my example about, there is a feeling which is going on, which is making me a little uncomfortable, right? Like maybe it's anxiousness, maybe it is stress. There is this point where I need to talk to myself to say, you know, pause. Can I just hold here? and always remembering this that what we think right and particularly what we think about our own selves influences how we perceive the world around and and then how do we experience uh, that world so our th thoughts and our perceptions are resulting that emotions and it is shaping actually our reality there So um, I think, you know, having that coaching mindset, I'm just linking it to, you know, the ICF um, core competency, which is on coaching mindset. How, how do we be, you know, open? And, and the, the, the self-talk that we do is, is so, it, it plays a crucial role. Like with every breath, with every, in every moment we are doing that self-talk. When we say self-coaching, you know, it really looks like, Somebody needs to go through the whole ICF process and learn the structured way of coaching, all that. But for everybody else who is not even a coach, that self-talk is nothing but self-coaching. Very, very, very interesting. And I think as you were sharing, I was thinking about you know, the times that the negative stories that come up so easily, you know, like even before, I mean, when the webinar was about to start, it had been it had, it had been raining heavily here today. And my first thought was, oh my God, I hope the internet doesn't go off. And if it goes off, then what? You know, so like a, just a chain of negative thoughts one after another. And uh, so it's very, very interesting. Uh, Vinita, your thoughts, uh, I think Smita touched upon self-talk, uh, which is something very, very interesting. What do you think? Like, how would you go about this? So... You know, uh, Smita brought out an interesting point of um, people who are uh, not coaches, right, who, who do not know what coaching is all about in a very structured manner, you know, they can self-coach too, how self-talk, right? A little perspective, what I feel there can be added is a lot of self-coaching depends on the self-leadership skills, right? Uh, I don't think they're separate. I think that they are uh, dependent on each other. The better, uh, better self-leader I am, a better self-coach I become. In a way, because, uh, you know, to, just to put what Smita said in a nutshell, what came up to me was your self-regulation and your self-motivation becomes very important aspects in self-coaching. Right? Just like what you said, it has been raining and there's so many negative things coming into my mind. Is the internet going to be choppy? Is it something which I can control? So many, right? Where do you stop? And, and I, I think self-leadership skills, how much you have accessed that for yourself becomes very key there in, in bringing in self-regulation and then switch on to a self-motivation mode where I can just say, okay, it has been raining. If it's choppy, it's choppy do how much of it is under my control right so self-talk can also be very structured and i think when you're very structured self-talking it becomes much easier for you to deal with the circumstances you're dealing with right or the circumstances you are in if you pick up the sustainability uh, pillars what we're talking about the so human uh, let's say people profits planet right uh, but profits let's say purpose it's 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 now it's more towards purpose because with people and planet it becomes more of a purpose than just remaining it as profit right and in your self-talk can we include all of these aspects 
which can give you a completely different worldview. And your thinking may change from a very microspective to a to an extremely. Um, it's it's like this is a very uh, it's 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 a universe, and then there are multiple galaxies, and then I'm there as part of one, and there are these planets, and out of that one planet, and in planet I'm in some country, and at, at the end of it there is a small spot even you see in your Google. And then I'm in that little house and I think I'm very big in that little house. You see the perspective changes. Do I want to continue that way or do I want to say that I'm just a speck? Just a small, tiny, nobody can even see me. And I think that brings in a lot of, a um, lot of, lot of uh, grounding, a lot of um, understanding that, that we are human and we have a purpose. And with the limited resource in this planet, how can I actually just not sustain my thoughts, my feelings, the way I want to live, the way I want to be joyful, the way I want to spread joy around me, just not limited to myself, but also to the system which I'm part of. So, that, that's what came up. So wonderful, Vinita. It's like we tend to take ourselves way too seriously. And, and, and that, that's what I was talking about, the perfectionism piece, right? Like always wanting big, always thinking that, you know, uh, it's always the other side that we will get something. Um, not accepting ourselves as we are and then knowing that, you know, the growth is going to happen from there. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to feel that we are growing and we are moving and we are not stuck. We are agile and nimble. It's like we've, we've come a full circle. You know, we started with acceptance and, you know, through this, we've come back to acceptance. So, Vinita, you mentioned uh, self-leadership skills, you know, as a starting point. Could you elaborate a little, like, what would self-leadership skills be? So, so, any leadership skill, what we pick up, right? Let's take emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how, how can I apply that for myself? Self-regulation is part of that. How, how can I actually just not display leadership skills everywhere else, but just, uh, you know, uh, and not to me. So if you put a mirror back to yourself, these self-leadership, the leadership skills, what I carry, and all of us are leaders. We, are, we, are, we all have that element in us. If we focus, we can develop that, right? Uh, these are all competencies, skills, whatever you call. These, these, are, all, these are all things which we learn from every, every instance we are in every moment we are in, right? And the, the accumulation of all that learning is nothing but leadership skills. And I think all of these are carved out based on behavioral and based on observing certain behaviors. It's not that somebody has written a leadership skill, uh, you know, journal, and then we are all practicing that. No, these were all observed behaviors which were written down. So which means it's all there in us. It's about just taking it and putting it back like an emotional intelligence, like self-regulation. How do I actually communicate to myself? Very simple. How am I communicating to myself? We focus so much on communicating to the external world. How am I communicating to myself? Am I having fun with myself? Am I I'm being humorous to myself? Am I being compassionate to myself? So, so I guess those are the grounding uh, principles in my mind, uh, in terms of what self-leadership skills can push your self-coaching ability. One of the, uh, I think, thoughts that came with Smita and with you, Anita, uh, was around how self-talk can actually be structured. Uh, you know, so could you maybe share an example of like what, what that could look like, you know, for you, let's say with an example, how would, how would you structure it for yourself? Okay. Smita, you want to take it? 
Sure, I, I can I can go and then you can join in. Um, I think uh, Kiva, the thing about um, having that structured conversation, I would normally do the the set process, right? Like the, the process that at Pocharya we follow. Uh, it is about checking when with ourselves about the sensations that we are going through right now, what emotions, and then checking on with our own thoughts. I think that helps in, in grounding. And then with every conversation, if you know the, if if the dilemma is this, that, you know, uh, or to choose in, in, I have two options and I need to choose one. So it's always about checking in as to what would be meaningful for me? How will it serve me if I choose one over the other, right? So always taking myself through those questions as to, how is it serving me at the end? Whatever the choice. The With this process of uh, checking on with myself on the sensation, emotions, and thoughts, I think it's wonderful when we are able to name our emotion. Um, and like I always uh, you know, uh, say in the class as well, is to about when we are able to name an emotion, taming becomes easy. So name it to tame it. Some, somewhere the effect of you know the fly on the wall. So it's like you are observing your own self when you are naming those emotions and then you know pausing for a bit and then dealing with it. Love it. <laughs> you know, name it to tame it. Wonderful. Yeah. So um so let me let me just narrate something which happened uh, with me uh, so that. And then, then I'll tell you a very simple model which we can pick up to do a self-coaching. Yeah. Um, so when on my journey towards PCC, um, the last class of my uh, ACC, and it was more about, um, you know, just winding up and I wanted to go for my PCC class starting next and I wanted to just do it straight. And, and of course I did it with Pocharya, right? So um, after my ACC, the last, uh, on that last class at 10 p.m. in the night, I wind up my class and then I come back and then I see my dad had fallen down having a stroke, yeah. And I, I didn't know what to do. And it, it was like 18, 20 days of hospitalization, everything which was going on in my life. Then, then my PCC classes were starting the month after. And I wasn't too sure what to do. And I, I called my trainer and I told her, I don't know whether I can join in because this is what's going on. And there, there was such a learning curve for me as a caregiver, right? And um, so much and, and I really wanted to invest time in coaching in, in because that, that's something which I really love to do. Uh, so the first thing what I did was I, I went back and, and very kind of my trainer to tell me that you will have one one spot uh, booked for you so that you know anytime you change your mind please to come back and I Smita knows about that. So uh, you know I went back and I, I started thinking about it sitting in the hospital uh, what do I do here? What 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 is actually um, acting as a as a, as a as an event for me, right? So the event is my dad has been sick, and that's that's what is going on. And what what is the belief I am having, right? The belief is around that I may not be able to manage my time. I may have to learn quite a lot as a caregiver, and I need to really uh, build in those my, those kind of resources. And then I thought about what, what can be the consequence because I have this belief, right? The consequence is more about that my, my goals for the PCC is going to be delayed. I don't know when I'm going to finish my hours. I don't know, uh, I don't know how much I can focus on. I don't know how much I can really blend into the whole coaching uh, uh, you know, hat and, and understand where to go. And that consequence was not something which I was really happy about. The moment I thought about it, there was like a heavy stone kept on my head and I was feeling extremely nervous about it and extremely sad about it, more than being nervous, very, very sad about it. So I knew that was not the way forward. So I moved into another uh, space called dispute that belief that I cannot do it. Dispute that belief that I won't have time. 
dispute that belief that I I I have to a long uh, I have a learning curve which I have to pick up for as a caregiver I won't be able to spend, and the new belief I brought in was that uh, I don't know if there is another time. This is probably the time I have. I do not know where, where, when next, what next, whether I would be even there to experience this. And what would I do? It's just an opportunity for me to just see how I can pull myself together and do a better time management, focus on things, take one day at a time and not really think about the result. Yeah. And then I went on to really work on what I want to act, which is an effective way. I went back to Smita and my trainer and said, I'm joining my PCC. Right. And on one hand, when I was caregiving, on the other hand, I was attending my PCC. And then I somewhere I could uh, complete uh, the number of required hours. And then I got certified and my dad recovered on the other side very slowly. But, you know, and, and when I think about it, it was a very structured thinking. And then I later when I looked at it, there was many more. There were many models you could do like a grow and we will not. But it's a very simple model, A, B, C, D, E. What is activating an event? What is your belief, which is creating that event, right? What is your consequence if you stick to that belief? How can you dispute that belief if at all you really want to dispute it? And what is an effective way around it to work? So that's something which has helped me, uh, Kiva, every time there is a challenge. I remind myself of this model and go to a very structured manner. And I guess that's, that, that's, yeah, helpful. <laughs> well, I think as you were sharing, uh, Vinita, and even when you spoke about uh, set uh, Smita, now with Vinita, E, B, C, D, E, uh, I got reminded of something that uh, I discussed in our last coaching foundation uh, class, which was, uh, the I think something I think that Nelson Mandela had said, which is the I'm not saying it uh, verbatim, but uh, something around the largest distance, the longest distance that you travel is between your head and your heart. Yes. You know, and I think with this structured approach coming in, it kind of bridges that. You know, so I I think I'd like to go back to how we had started when uh, Smita you opened the conversation talking about acceptance. You know, and then it came back again at a particular point. And I think this structure kind of becomes a tool. Uh, what I'm hearing is it's it, it's your guide, which actually helps in, you know, bridging that gap. Uh, you know, and I think paving the way forward towards towards sustainability. You know? uh, so I'm, I'm really curious to know, uh, Vinita, you mentioned right now that, you know, once you discovered this model for yourself, uh, so I was just uh, sharing that, you know, uh, Vinita, you've brought in this uh, model that you think, uh, you know, that you discovered for yourself and you've seen how uh, it's something that you're, you're applying, you know, every time there's a challenge or like there's a dilemma that kind of plays out. So I want to know, like for both Smita and you, with this entire aspect of self-coaching, uh, almost, you know, like you said, becoming a self-talk to the structured approach of uh, thinking, what has shifted for you? It's a good question. I really like that. What has shifted for me? I keep thinking what has shifted for me. Sometimes I feel nothing has shifted. You know, it's the same, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a very interesting question because it's making me really introspect and see what has really shifted. What has really shifted uh, physically and, uh, you know, as a goal is that the goalpost has just moved from a PCC to maybe an MCC or something like that, right? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about this particular context. Uh, but applying this model has always made me very curious about myself. And that's an element which I'm very stuck on to all the time. And it's, it's, I've been very curious about everything around me except myself. And that's what I realized. And these are things what I, uh, every time I, I use this model or I use even grow sometimes, right? And, and, and I'm not someone who's a really framework person. I, it doesn't stick to my head, uh, right? So for something to stick to my head, it's very difficult. Um, it, it just brought me to a state of flow, right? It, it's just 
it's just that I, I really enjoyed being. I really don't think uh, so much about what's going on, what's the pressure I should take, how do I build my coaching business, what do I do about it, how many clients do I have, what much money I make. I think uh, it, it just kept me very grounded and at least I feel that way. And I, I, I kind of, and like I was telling you just before the webinar started, right? The humor is all about having fun and, and it's, it's having fun with your own self, right? How much you can laugh at yourself and how much you can tell yourself, hey, Joker, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> so <laughs> I think the shift is mainly uh, in those aspects of being very light. Another shift what I have definitely understood about this is sustainability or self-sustainability is not about adding, it is about subtracting. For me, when I say that, it means no is a sentence. It's a complete sentence. Ability to say no, being compassionate to yourself. And I think that's something which is, for me, has done this, this whole self-coaching stuff. Definitely something that, that I am going to try and do. Like not add, but subtract. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful, beautiful. Smita? Uh, I'm just reflecting to say what shifted. And the biggest thing, you know, uh, which shifted is um, acceptance of self. I think that was, um, I think before I was, you know, even introduced to this world of coaching, I was always, uh, you know, kind of judging myself to saying, something is missing, something is not there, you know, I'm, I'm like this, I'm like that. I think the biggest shift is acceptance of who I am. And a deliberate uh, attempt that I always make is the inner, inner dialogue that we, I was talking about earlier. We were discussing that earlier, right? always being mindful of what am I telling myself? Is the talk allowing me to move forward or is the talk, you know, pulling me down? This whole thing about, um, you know, the, the, the beautiful topic that we're discussing today about self-coaching to sustainability. And you were talking earlier, Akiva, about bridging it is the bridging of the knowing and the doing. So I can be a lot self-aware about myself. What am I doing with my self-awareness? So I think these have been my, uh, you know, uh, some shifts that have happened. And, and another important thing is about patience. Um, Vinita, you were talking about your personal story and I was just thinking about, this is all about patience. It is a process, right? Why we say uh, self-coaching may be solitary, right? Like you are doing your journaling, you're thinking about yourself. How do you deal with your situation that you're currently in? But self-coaching is quite a social one. We need the support of our, the, the ecosystem that we are in, in order to sustain. So I think, uh, you know, the other important key, uh, which is which is key for all of us is about patience. Yeah. It is a process. It takes time. And we just need to stay at it consistently. We have some interesting, uh, very thoughtful comments uh, in the chat box. Uh, just reading a few out. Uh, Cynthia says, I like the idea of subtracting because it also relates to the riddance of the ego and all that entails in terms of accumulating material possessions. We have Joseph has shared, I like your comment, no, is a complete sentence. Being able to say no while being comp compassionate to oneself. I would only add, uh, and being compassionate to the person to whom I said no. Okay, well said. Well said. 
and you know to that point i think uh, the whole idea of being compassionate it just flows seamlessly it just starts and it flows seamlessly whether we direct it to ourselves or direct we direct it to the people around us or who we are saying no to i think we have to be we have to train ourselves to be compassionate right practice it every time someone was mentioning earlier that anger is a problem all of us have right and and, and i think that's a universal problem <laughs> so but yeah what if i'm angry can can that be replaced by a question let's ask what is triggering that anger what is the belief about that God, where is that coming from what is the belief about that event which is activating anger in me what's the consequence do i really enjoy that consequence do i really want that consequence am i really looking forward to something very different and and can i dispute it by changing my belief changing my thoughts changing what this event is triggering in me how can i actually act on it on that belief change of belief work on it work on it work on it all the time and growing is so beautiful it's like chrysalis right just become a beautiful butterfly and just visualize it it's so beautiful now i'm reminded of a uh, thought by buddha on anger so um it goes like he says that whenever you feel angry imagine that you're holding a a coal a burning coal in your hand and you're throwing it at someone so when you're throwing it at someone you're burning your hands first before it goes to someone else so in the process of anger what we are actually doing is harming ourselves the most so as you know somebody shared i i think that was jen jennifer was that right yeah. just mention i misinterpret it as feeling threatened that's a great awareness i would say it's a lovely start point i also really resonated with uh, what jennifer shared here patience with self is necessary for learning you know and uh, as i read that i was also thinking about like when you're patient with yourself uh, i think that's when compassion for yourself starts coming in no and again to the no question in fact it was this last week i think in in a conversation uh, uh, like i also decided you know like i'm going to say no you know like when i'm tired it's supposed to be a no and i went through the same cycle of feeling guilty and oh my god let me just quickly reply to this oh my god why, what am i doing you know but uh, i think yes there was a level of acceptance and self compassion that when you subtract you know as you were saying vinita uh, you're not being bad <laughs> you're not you know doing less when you subtract you know in fact i think you're giving yourself more and preparing yourself to be able to give more absolutely uh, so and with a lot of quality around it right yeah yeah i think when we think about the no so um, you know few days back i posted this uh, small quote uh, which said fomo right like we know say we we say we don't say no because there is a fear of missing out and can we just now you know just change that narrative and look it as jomo which is about the joy of missing out i love that yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah. Few more things coming up in our chat. You are your first priority. Remember that. Like it's super nice when I'm angry. Love that, Jomo. <laughs> And then uh, my best friend always says, "You are your first priority." Remember that. Sonali, that is profound. Yeah. I think uh, talking about narrative, another another. uh thought that emerged for me as we were discussing was that when we uh discuss or when we try to work on ourselves at times it it, it initially could feel like you know giving yourself so much importance 
or like you know making yourself the center of everything versus just put it put yourself aside and just do the work you're supposed to do you know the talk goes on right don't make excuses just go for it it's just 10 more minutes right but when you actually pause it's like your body you know is telling you something else your mind is telling you something else. your emotions are telling you something else and quite the opposite many a times okay meanwhile there is some comment here i think as coaches it is our duty to work on ourselves so as to be able to serve our clients that is so so uh you know it's it's such a must and i think a, a lot of this while we are self coaching also we get prepared uh, prepared with our own selves right like we prepared as coaches and that really helps our, helps us with the conversation with the other um vinita we were talking about you know acceptance i think uh, self accept acceptance also reflects on the other yeah absolutely uh, I, I, you know let's say let's say one one dimension of it right uh, gratitude we talk about a lot of gratitude right how much of a gratitude do we have for our own self and do we really tell that to ourselves right do, do i tell that to myself do do you tell that to yourself and the whole dimension of gratitude itself brings in a lot of acceptance um another thing would be am i really joyful am i really um you know living my life to the maximum possible way living every moment and i think post pandemic we are all very sure of that we our life is so brittle yet humans are very strong instead of being brittle right uh, so we we have a very we, we we just connected with that small breath we all spoke about end of it when you asked what what do you do when you're nervous most of them said breathe deep breaths now this breathing is something which we do not see but yet we know that's what is actually connecting us to the entire universe and the moment that if if we just stop exhaling you know more you know more nervous you you know reasons right <laughs> so so just just think how much of an awareness we have very subconsciously in terms of what is actually holding us together as humans and i guess the moment we are so aware of it 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 becomes very sustainable in nature for us to understand that i am brittle yet i am so stronger as a human i can do many things but it's beautiful to just move on with a sustainable thinking what i can carry on day after day day after day to make my life very joyful how do we nurture sustainability absolutely yeah. absolutely and i caring think um, yeah sorry it's like caring for a child yeah and that definitely starts with self awareness so and i like what uh, you know uh, jen has again written there emotion and body response is important uh, for investigation investigation and nurture rising investigation that's so beautiful yes your somatic experience basically how how is that you are noticing the changes in you i'll so, put a link uh, yeah yeah kiva yeah, please no uh, please go on sorry go ahead i was just uh, you know one of while i was just reading on um, sustainability and and self coaching i came across uh, this link which was shared by my mentor ujwal um and and it has some wonderful resources on self coaching i think if people here joining in can want to go through it but this stuff yeah yeah thank you actually so i think find yourself coaching very beautifully what that is all about so says it's a process of guiding our individual growth development particularly through periods of transition in both personal and professional realms
I think it's it's been really insightful, uh, Smita Vinita, just hearing uh, how you have been on this process and uh, the shifts that this process has actually created for you. So we're almost reaching the the end of uh, today's webinar. So it would be lovely to just hear maybe one one thing that you think uh, would could be a good starting point, you know, for for anyone that 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 could help them in this process. And I think as as Smita and Benita are sharing, it would be great to also just hear from our participants on anything, any takeaway for you from from this session, anything that you think you'd like to pick and pick and you know go go ahead with. So over to you, Vinita Smita. Yeah, it's it's like I, I hear that as twins, right? Vinita Smita. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think today, uh, today my I did actually come very prepared with, uh, you know, I, I did a little bit of reading and because of the nervousness, obviously. Right? <laughs> but I realized again and again and again, I think I just told you, Kiva, that uh, the awareness which kicks in most of the times is that you're just in that moment and, and you really don't want to miss that moment, right? There are many, many of them here, around 60 participants, I see, including us. Uh, who I do not see, who I do not know, who, who are joining from various parts of the world and how each of them get touched and how we all get touched with the mere presence is so beautiful. And, and I think uh, that, that learning is something which I really want to carry forward. Um, second, what I also have picked up from today's conversation is mostly about keeping things short and simple for your own self. I don't know what that came up, but that's something which came up. I don't know, I don't know what's the trigger. Mita, what about you? I think, you know, what I um, learned from this conversation today um, is one about acceptance of self. Um, and then about the self-coaching, um, it's really not a very big thing. Right? It's about the small little things that we do every day. Can we mind our own self-talk? And then that becomes a tool for sustenance. So with that, that thought... Um, Thank you so much, Kiva, for having us here. It was wonderful. Would love to hear uh, your thoughts before we end the session. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you again, Smita and Nita, for joining in and for uh, all our participants as well for such engaging uh, thoughts and ideas. I think for me, uh, there are two big takeaways. One definitely is uh, how I am, how I perceive self-coaching. I think even when I came into the conversation, I was wondering, you know, what 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 this concept is going to be, and it it looked really big, you know, in my head. But I think both of you really simplified it, and I think what I'm leaving with is this simple line, you know, which is when I talk to myself, what is it that I'm telling myself? So I think self talk is definitely one one big takeaway for me. Uh, the second takeaway is. Uh, the entire process actually starts with just exploration. You know, what am I experiencing? What's going on? And it's just about looking within. So I think uh, for me, definitely, it's been it's been very insightful. Uh, thank you so much once again for, for your time and for all, for all the insights and all the uh, stories that you've shared. Uh, and a big thank you to all our participants for joining in. Uh, I I hope you you enjoyed our session today, and ten o'clock. So, can't hear you now. <laughs> On a musical note. <laughs> on a very musical note we would end this session today sorry Kiva your voice was a bit you know yeah 
I see. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. I'm so sorry. It's just been pouring here, and right. I think the session and the content helped me to not freak out when the internet went off. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Vinita. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Kiva. Thank you.